Hello. Welcome to Building Through Him podcast. My name is Mary Jo Parrish. I'm the founder of Kingdom Builders. And this episode, we're going to be discussing removing the barriers to hearing God's voice. I want you to know that you are loved, deeply loved, and you are always welcome here. So I'd like to start with some funny stories because we just need more laughter in our life. We just need more laughter. I have 10 kids. And so things that are normal in some people's house are just not normal in our house. Like finding a pair of scissors is like just not possible. It doesn't matter how many pairs of scissors I buy. It's not possible. So if I can find a pair of scissors, I'm pretty excited. I look in the drawer. This is where the scissors are supposed to be with like pens and pencils. I open the drawer and I, I'm just trying to cut open a bag of chicken. Now, it's not like I was trying to do a fun craft. It was like basically making dinner. I open the drawer and my heart like soars. I'm like, oh my gosh, I see little tiny green handles. Like I can use a child's scissors, okay? I'm not a prude. I will use whatever's kind of scissors I see. And I'm all excited and I grab onto those handles and I pull it out and it ends up being a Play-Doh scissors, which really irritates me. So anyway, I put them back in the container with all the Play-Doh stuff and I was irritated. Then I have to use a knife to try to open the packaging, which is fine. And then later that night, my son Joseph, who was four at the time, comes up with big chunks out of his hair. I'm like, Joseph, what happened? He was like, me needed a haircut. I was like, great. So apparently I can never find the scissors, but the four-year-old can find the scissors. I don't even know where they came from, but he can find the scissors. If you're listening to this podcast and it's past the coronavirus, we're still kind of in the midst of it. So Scott Hahn says, we're all kind of praying for the time where we can say, go forth, the mask has ended. We're just ready to go back to normal life of being with each other in company, being able to see your faces and sing and praise God. But some of the funny things that we have seen in my family is normally when you're growing up, it's like you're waiting for that time where you can finally do what you really want to do. Like if I'm 18, then I can live on my own or whatever. When I'm 21, I can buy alcohol or you know whatever. And so when the restrictions first came out for what people could do, certain people over the age of 65 were not allowed to go to certain places, like for safety reasons, for their own sake. And so my dad was discussing with this with me, and he was like, hey, tell me, can I pass for being under 65? And I was like, dad, you're 82. No, you may not. So it's like it's flipped. Like the coronavirus has flipped everything. So now the older people are trying to find ways to sneak in to go places where they're not actually supposed to go. It's flipped all over. My son, Joseph, he, anytime we can't do anything, um, and it can be like very basic. Can I have some ice cream? No. Is it because Kelowna? And so we've just started answering yes to that. Yes, it is. So that we never have to be the bad guy. (laughs) It's terrible. Can can I paint with a special paints? It's like, no, actually you can't. It's like nine o'clock at night. Because Corona, yeah, because Corona. Also, we need to go to bed, but Corona has been the, the excuse that we've used in our house that has made our toddlers less angry when we say no. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. 
The hungry he has filled with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise, to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Amen. Name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in Kingdom Builders, we always talk about our foundation. You cannot build unless you have a strong foundation. And our foundation is praying for a minimum of 10 minutes a day. When we pray, we open ourselves up to receiving the love of the Father. And that God's love is God's power, and He wants us powerful. So a minimum of 10 minutes every day you're spending in prayer, however you want to pray. Uh, We go to church on Sunday. That's a divine commandment, not a divine suggestion. And number three, we stay in a state of grace. If we're struggling with any mortal sin, we do not stop looking for ways to get out of it. So getting to reconciliation if we are Catholic. And for those who aren't Catholic, you can still go to reconciliation and talk to a priest and receive a blessing. But getting to a self-help group or counseling, whatever we have to do to receive the fullness of God's grace. And when we have that foundation of prayer, church, and staying in a state of grace, then we build ourselves, we build others, and we build the church. So today we're going to discuss removing barriers to hearing God's voice, just removing them. This is Pope Benedict XVI. We are not some casual and meaningless product of evolution. Each of us is a result of a thought of God. Each of us is willed. Each of us is loved. Each of us is necessary. God designed you, and he delights in you. When Jesus was talking to St. Faustina, he said, My daughter, why do you not tell me about everything that concerns you, even the smallest details? Tell me about everything, and know that this will give me great joy. I answered, But you know about everything, Lord. And Jesus replied, Yes, I do. But you should not excuse yourself with the fact that I know, but with childlike simplicity, talk to me about everything, for my ears and heart are inclined towards you, and your words are dear to me. The Lord wants relationship with us, right? He just wants us to talk to him all day long, all day. I sometimes think he's got to be sick of me just asking about every single detail. He doesn't. He delights in it. That's what you do when you love someone. You're in relationship with them. So if you're with us here today, I want you to go ahead and do a visualization with me. If you're not driving, I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. And if you're driving, go ahead and keep them open, obviously. But I want you to visualize yourself at about four years old. Remember what you look like. You can remember back, hopefully, to some pictures, how cute you were. I love four-year-olds. They're so cute. And I want you to visualize holding your hands up to God the Father and him lifting you into his lap. He wants to hold you and love you. He's not rushing you away. He's just holding you and loving you there. He's listening to all your stories and your concerns. He's smiling down at you and just taking it all in. His design of the shape of your beautiful face, the sound of your voice, the way your hair tucks behind your ear, your smallness in his lap. He loves the way you lean against him and just rest there. He knows every part of you, every talent, every weakness, every wound, every sin, every single detail of your design 
because you're his creation formed in his love to reflect his love. You are his beloved child. So go ahead and open your eyes. That's the relationship that your heavenly father desires to have with you. He just wants you to be able to rest in him, just to sit in his lap and recline there and to be at rest there. And you can think to yourself, or maybe the enemy is telling you, oh, that's for other people. He doesn't really want that for me. That's actually a lie. That's not just for me or a few people. For every person, your heavenly father desires this. He desires you to rest in him. So what if that feels strange? What if we're kind of struggling to have that relationship? It may be because we lack trust in God the Father, because we have an earthly father wound. My experience in praying with many people is that that father wound is significant and incredibly common. So if you think of like our earthly fathers, they are supposed to reflect our heavenly father. But if our earthly father, let's say, is not good, then we can believe just intrinsically that our heavenly father is not good. Or if our earthly father was really harsh, we can believe that our heavenly father is harsh. Our earthly father lacked mercy. We can believe that our heavenly father lacks mercy. That becomes one of our core beliefs. So how do we adjust this? One of the biggest ways the enemy gets in to steal our peace and joy is a lack of forgiveness. It's like the biggest window. And so when we think about forgiveness, sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I can't forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what your dad or someone else did to you was okay. It does not mean it was okay. It just means that you wish goodness upon him. You desire heaven for him. You wish him to know God. That's different than accountability. You can forgive someone and then still be held accountable. It just means that you desire their good. So I was praying with, I pray the rosary, and I was in between the sorrowful mysteries and the glorious mysteries. And there's no mystery that talks about when Jesus' body, when his body was taken down off the cross. And I was thinking about St. Joseph of Arimathea taking down Jesus' dead body. And if you've ever like lifted a child or someone who's asleep, you know that when they say like, oh, it's dead weight, it's heavy. You know, that's why they could consider it dead weight. And so taking his body down would have been really difficult. And so I was talking to my pastor, Father Daniel Scheidt, and I said, that has just been weighing on me, like how they got his body down. Like he offered his body in the passion like it was scourged, it was nailed to a cross. Like the fact that it would not be treated with dignity in death really bothered me, or that we weren't honoring it somehow. And he said, Oh, tradition tells us that St. Joseph of Arimathea, he discusses it like St. Joseph was like a surgeon, where he gently bent back the nails and took them out very carefully. And with a group of people, lifted Jesus's body down off of that cross very gently. And he says, oh, Mary Jo, you have to see this image. And it's the pieta. Most people call it the pieta. Pieta means pity. 
or compassion. And in art, it refers to the Virgin Mary holding the body of her dead son. So he shows me this image, and there's not actually for sure an artist. They believe it was Engran Cortan who painted it, but it's the La Pieta Venue Les Amignon. And so it's different than the other Pietas that I've seen. Christ's back is bent almost at a V angle, and he's resting, his back is resting in the lap of the Virgin Mary, and his head is resting in John the Beloved's hands. And one of John's hands is holding his head, and the other hand is very carefully, one by one, pulling out the thorns. One by one, very carefully pulling out the thorns. And it was so beautiful. And I was praying with this. And I realized that's what Jesus wants to do for us. He wants to go to our place of pain and suffering and tenderly and lovingly remove each thorn. And we know that demons cannot read our thoughts. So we must speak them out loud for Jesus to be able to do this. We speak in the name of Jesus, and we claim his authority. We claim it. And remember that sometimes when we're speaking things out loud, when healing is happening in our heart, that there can be tears that flow from that. And so if the tears flow, just let them flow. That's actually healing happening. If you have to pause the podcast in order to, you know, cry a little bit, that's okay. You can come back. But we're going to go ahead and renounce some of these things. We're just going to imagine laying in Christ's arms and him very gently pulling out these wounds from our Father. These are going to be the things that keep us from resting in the arms of Jesus. So he wants us to rest there. So let's just remove these wounds. You're just going to repeat after me. You're going to speak it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my Father for not loving me the way I need it. I forgive my Father for not loving me the way I needed it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for not showing me physical affection. I forgive my father for not showing me physical affection. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for not leading me to God. I forgive my father for not leading me to God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for not protecting me. I forgive my father for not protecting me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for abandoning me. I forgive my father for abandoning me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for not providing for me. I forgive my father for not providing for me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I am unworthy. I renounce the lie that I am unworthy. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I am unwanted. I renounce the lie that I am unwanted. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that God is not good. I renounce the lie that God is not good. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that God is not here with me right now. 
I renounce the lie that God is not here with me right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of anxiety. I renounce the spirit of anxiety. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of hopelessness. I renounce the spirit of hopelessness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of perfectionism. I renounce the spirit of perfectionism. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of abandonment. I renounce the spirit of abandonment. And if you need to pause here and renounce anything else that comes into your heart, that would be fine. And so now I'm just going to pray over you. So the first thing is renouncing. We break that power over our life. And then we ask Jesus just to come take it. So I'm just going to pray this over you. You just have to receive it. Jesus, I ask you to come and take away every spirit and any related spirits and every lie that we have broken and take them away right now. And then we're just going to ask for the blessing. Father, I thank you and praise you for your glorious design of each of these beautiful souls. I ask you to pour out your blessing upon them. Jesus, please pour out your precious blood upon them and seal in the healing that you have done and will continue to do. Allow your blood to pour out over them and make them invisible to the enemy. So now you're free. You're free of all that. Remember that Mary Magdalene had to be freed of seven demons before she was able to rise to the woman that God desired her to be. So if any part of you feels embarrassed that you have to renounce stuff, it's like even the saints had stuff removed for them to rise up to be the saints. Like the Lord wants you to be free. He wants all that stuff gone for you to rise to the woman or man that God desires you to be. Now I want you to go back and close your eyes again if you're not driving and to see if you can rest there in your father's arms. Just rest there. Feel his heartbeat, his embrace his love, his breath over you. God designed you and he delights in you. I love in The Lion King where Simba has been kind of living like this wild life and, you know, the monkey comes and hits him on the head or whatever and he's like trying to figure out what he should do and he goes to this lake and Mufasa appears and says, remember who you are. I love that scene because I think sometimes in our own life, we have to have those moments where the Lord just kind of hits us over the head and says, remember whose you are. Whose are you? You're a child of the King, right? That's who you are. And the Lord desires you to claim your authority, break anything that's keeping you from his love so that you can rest there, so that you can spend time there. St. Teresa of Avila says, Prayer is nothing more than spending a long time alone with the one that I know who loves me. So when we go into prayer, we're spending time alone, just knowing that's the one who loves you. He designed you, and he designed you for himself, like to spend time with him and to know and feel his love. That's where we're designed to be just to rest in his arms.
This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.